Hey, hey, it's me, John. And me, Louise. And it's another episode of I Have a Great Idea, But I'll Never Do It. Can't wait. Imagine that. Great mm-hmm. ideas. It's a podcast about those like 2 a.m. ideas where you wake up and you're just like, oh, that would be so good. And then you're just like, you know, 7 a.m. being like, oh, what? Nope. Not going to happen. Mm-mm. Or somebody recently said to me, um, oh, you know, it'd be a great idea. Oh, but I don't want to tell you what it is in case you're going to do it. And I'm like, no, no, that's the whole point of the podcast. We're, not We're gonna never going to do it. Speaking of uh, people saying that they're going to have good ideas that they're not going to do. Should we listen to a voicemail or two? Yeah. This is Lauren from New York City. I have a half an idea that I'll never do. I have a great name for a line of projects for your genitals. It's called Genentals Essentials for Your Genitals. Now, uh, that's the end of my idea. That's it. That's the end of idea. Okay. What does that mean? I think it's just... um... Lauren from New York thought of a good branding opportunity, and then it's somebody else's job to make the product. Oh, okay. So it's just the name. I think it's just the name. Okay. So it was Genentals? Yeah. Essentials for your genitals. So Genentals. Yeah. Okay. Louise, what would you assign that to? Hmm essentials for your genitals okay well like a vitamin spritz Ooh. okay i don't know I, what kind of vi- like a vitamin d spritz just okay. something that's like i don't know some sort of um either wetting or drying device and or <laughs> wetting or drying well i don't know some people there are different there are different issues for different people and you know those like little packs of like tiny pills that come in like a little white bag when you buy like tennis shoes to absorb uh, uh-huh. the moisture what are those called the um oh like the silicone I... yeah little yeah. beads um not that you want to store that but maybe someone has a has a overly an overly wet area well we are living in august 2020 times the yes. the month of wap this is you know if if it is 2w yes. then uh, this is how you take care of that this is how it goes down yeah <laughs> yeah or maybe there's some kind of um yeah way that you would uh if you had some sort of scrape <laughs> or or some other issue that you would need like a neosporin application but not yeah. neosporin and and I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I'm trying to think of some sort of maybe punny, a band-aid? like new kind of neosporin a name. A non-glue band-aid because oh, yeah. 
adhesives, ad- adhesive irritants. Anyway, that's for all y'all to figure out. Yeah. Now. yeah. Look, we're, we're just here to say, like, great name, Lauren, from New York. Yeah. Now let's listen to one from our buddy, Bortles. Bortles here. Got another one for you. Vacuum assistance. You know how when you're vacuuming, you get the vacuum and put all the pieces together, you get ready to go, and then you always have to sort of, like, go back to the base. Extend the cord, plug it into the wall, walk back to the vacuum, hit the thing, you, you do your stuff, the cord's eventually, like, not going to reach, you, you know, you turn it off, you unplug it, you got to walk around. There's all these sort of extra things, overhead, if you will, to the actual vacuuming. So what if you had an assistant? I don't know if this would be, like, a paid service, people could uh, get get trained or certified in it or, or, or what, but imagine that you just had someone else with you that took care of all of the unglamorous parts of vacuuming, leaving you free to just run the actual vacuum itself wouldn't that be luxurious all right all yours see ya like a house elf like <laughs> so, uh, i yes okay i'm i'm not quite understanding the difference between this and a housekeeper it's it's like unless you could do like a housekeeper that has like gives a discount if you help them out yeah, they're if there for moral support and to tell you, no, no, dust first, mop second. You know, just like yeah. to tell you like the, the order that the pros do it. I mean, I think that any help is is good. I definitely uh, experienced this problem from the example uh, and end up just getting a cordless vacuum and my life has changed infinitely for nice. the better. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> like like a a Roomba or like a No, I got a, a it's a Dyson Buster. A Dyson V6 animal because I have animal hair. It's just yeah, it's just one of those stick vacuums that, you know, you charge and then you take it off and it has attachments, so it could be a dust buster, but it also has like the long thing on it that, you know, and hey, listeners, use the code IHoggyBindi <laughs> to get your 10% from our non-sponsor. If you, if you try it, it doesn't work. Reach out to Dyson and let them know. <laughs> I listened to this podcast about great ideas and the coupon code didn't work. See what they say. Yeah. Let us know. Greatideapod at gmail.com. <laughs> nice. So, Louise. Yes. How is, uh, what's new? What's going on? Tell me what's happening. I mean, so many new things. Uh-huh. Um, I left my Upper West Side apartment in Manhattan because Big pre-pandemic, news. I had zero problem paying the amount of money in rent that I paid to live where I live because I did so much. But turns out that it might actually be less expensive to not live where I lived. And if I'm not going to leave, then what's the point? So I bought a house. Whoa. I know. Who could have ever thought? Because I never thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't individually buy the house. Right. Me and my spouse purchased a house. Oh, it's getting very... I was going to try and keep the rhymes going, but then I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't planning it. So it didn't go very well. The spouse house situation. Mouse louse. Yeah. Strauss. But this is, this is information that could be new to some of our listeners, but 
I I knew about this. Yes. And I ha- I was thinking so when I've been to New York and I've been hanging out with you and we go and we take your your dog for a walk. I know that he loves to go to certain spots where he knows that like he can go in and he'll get a treat and everything. Yeah. And I started to feel really sad for him that he's not going to have that anymore. Yeah. He's gonna, just going to have like sidewalks and I don't know, yards. Yeah. The thing yards. about that guy, Imagine though, that. that you got to keep in mind is that mid everything shut down, mm-hmm. he would still stop at those stores and those stores would be closed. Oh, bummer. So that poor guy... He just didn't understand, and there was no way for me to communicate to my walnut-sized brained dog that I'll give you treats when we get home, Bear, but there's just no stores are open. No. Um, This was back in March, April. Right Right at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, but that's very exciting. Yeah. We close uh, in two weeks, so I'm very, very pumped oh, about that. Yeah. And I've reached the stage in my life where I found these really amazing dining room chairs. Mm. Don't get too excited. They're plastic and they're only $60, but I love them. Okay. Um, or I could say, oh my gosh, can you believe it? They're $60 and yeah. they're just plastic. So <laughs> there's two ways to think about it. But I was like, oh... These would have never fit in my apartment, and I got oh, yeah. very excited to. Well, to be to fair, not chairs. much could fit in your apartment. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So I, I am excited about furniture. Yeah. At this moment. Yeah, and I, I am currently going through a home remodel, so oh. there's a lot of furniture talk going on. But the one thing that we're not replacing: dining room chairs. Nice. Because so. <laughs> you love them. We do. We just got them recently from a room and board, and they're really delightful. I'm sitting Amazing. on one right now. Our chairs are going to probably be from Article. And um, oh, if nice. you use the code iHoggyBindi at room and board <laughs> and at Article, happen. you get your 10% off. And if it doesn't work, call that company yeah, the same way you did them. before and say, hey, my promo code didn't work. So uh, you're you're in the throes of... The home purchasing, planning out a new design situation. Your place is certainly bigger than your Upper West Side apartment. I uh, any ideas jiggling about in your noggin about mm. about that whole situation? Wow, I didn't think about them before, but um, and I don't know how they would work in a pandemic. But I wonder if there could be a service because we're in the service mindset. Um, that would accept your deliveries ahead of your closing and then mm. show up when you would want them. Here is an example. We close on a Monday and our movers are scheduled for Tuesday. Uh. So the first night we won't have, you know, a mattress. And normally, I would be like, hey, no prob. And I'm still kind of like, hey, no prob. But um, if you could, and and not the sellers maybe, because sometimes you're moving into a home that's like been vacant for quite some time. Yeah. Or um, so you don't want to like put it on the sellers. Also, our sellers happen to be cool AF. But sometimes you don't get cool sellers and they don't want to do you any favors and uh, so they might not want to accept a box 
But yeah, if I could just like have a service that's like, cool, this is the address. Send your stuff to us. And then when you beep, 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 call us, we'll drive it over. So if you're closing at one o'clock on a Monday, we'll be there by three. I like it. Yeah. I don't know what the name of it would be. Well, you don't always have to think of the names. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really solid idea. I I mean, it's always a question of like, how do you, I don't know, juggle the situation of like your temporary living situations and your in-between moments and what happens. And we are living in a time when like so much stuff is being delivered. So yeah. it makes a lot of sense. And I think the service could also do other things. You could have like move-in day kit and it would uh-huh. be, you know, stuff that people frequently forget, like scissors or a box cutter, um, gar- like large garbage bags, because mm-hmm. when you're unpacking stuff and, you know, you just want to rip the tape off of all your boxes, but you're like, oh, where are the garbage bags? Well, they're in box yeah. number whatever. Mm-hmm. And they like make you a little move in day kit that has like cleaning supplies, garbage right. bags, um, like bamboo plates and utensils and they'll also scout out the area ahead of time and be like if you want to order Chinese takeout these places are the best places or if you want to get a pizza and you like this style of pizza go to this place rather than you having to like think about that ahead of time because you're thinking about so much when you move totally yeah yeah I have a a thing that we didn't talk about on the pod, but we mm. were texting about earlier. Um, TED Talks. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I've been recently watching little midday TED Talks, and one of them was about how um, industrialized countries view birth. Okay. And how if we were able to view death in the same way that we viewed birth, like mm-hmm. how taboo that would be because right. it's so scheduled and planned and uh, sterile and um, medical when in a lot of other places, less developed or industrial, they don't think anything of like birth and a baby. And right. here we're like intervention, 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 surgery, 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 intervention, medical things, hospitals. Mm-hmm. And if somebody like it's basically saying like you are planning this moment where this person might not be ready to exit their happy home uh-huh. and you are saying too bad eviction. And sometimes that's not great. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes obviously for the betterment of both parties involved, mother and baby, you got to get that shit out. But it seems like there's not really a study on like whether or not that's as beneficial as they say it is. Um, and if somebody was like, Hey, at any point in their life, I think I'm done now and I'm going to plan the time that I leave. We would all lose our minds. But why? If it's like a safe way and a medically like not not even like you're terminally not not like that, but in in just like a decision that someone recommends to you. Yeah. Anyway, it was a very interesting TED talk. Absolutely. Ooh, send it to me. Okay. Yeah. 
I have an idea, and I feel like we need to talk about something uplifting right now. Mm. So I have an idea for, I think, something that I know, Louise, you would be totally down for this. I just know. It's the Friendship Awards. (gasps) And it would be like a once a year thing that you do where like, and granted, we are in COVID times right now. So this would have to be over a digital platform zoom whatever and you get your friends together and you have an awards ceremony and it is just like you know um best helper when it comes to moving and then it's like louise and then uh, like you know maybe there maybe you get trophies and stuff like that where it's just like why would it be crazy to like spend money on trophies when we normally would spend money on like booze and all sorts of other stuff to have a party. So it's like, I love it. Just make it all about, you know, celebrating your, your friends and how much you appreciate people. Because I feel like there's not enough of that going around where it's just like, you can talk to your other friends about how meaningful somebody was at a certain moment. And, but it's like, everybody gets some sort of award, you know, that kind of thing. I like it. Yeah, I knew you'd like it. I like it a lot. And I and I like it on uh, like a personal, like teeny tiny microscopic level. But I also like it on the sort of broader level. And then I think it would be fun to have celebrity or politically because sometimes people's friendships are really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, a podcast to talk about other podcasts. Have you listened to Rob Lowe's new podcast? No, because I have a I have complicated feelings about him. Okay. I like him as an actor, as an entertainer, but I do not stand behind it. not just his politics because I can certainly be okay with, you know, everybody can think they want to think, but the way that he acts about it publicly okay. and the things that he says about I don't know, disenfranchised communities. Oh, okay. Yes. Anyway. But what, so uh, the, the only thing I was going to say is like one of his first guests was Magic Johnson. And okay. I guess they're like super tight buds. And I was mm-hmm. like, huh, I had no idea. Maybe people older than me, maybe people Rob Lowe's age know this, but like, I didn't know they were such tight buds. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Now I know. Yeah. So it would be cool to see, like, not only what awards my friends would give me, but maybe the awards right. that my mom's friends would give her mm-hmm. or then oh, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because we don't like, okay, moms is an interesting thing. As we record, it is my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday, uh, Andy. I, she's not listening. I'd love to know what her friends appreciate about her, like, specifically. Yeah. Because I know things from what she tells me, but I don't know things from, like, other people's perspectives. Yes. So I think that's really interesting. It'd be cool. Yeah. Ooh, friendship awards. <laughs> Do you have anything uh, uplifting in the idea department? Hmm, let me just Something take feel a look. Um, uplifting? question mark but i have something fun or at least i think it's fun yeah do it musical massages oh it's like you sometimes when well obviously not during covid but in a time when you could go to a spa 
Um, mm-hmm. Not that I had the funds to do this often, but when when Chris and I got engaged, we like three days later, we're like, we should just go to the hotel spa and like get uh-huh. massages. Anyway, they put on this ambient music. Sometimes oh, it's yeah. kind of like a yoga class. Sometimes it's kind of like Enya, but it's just for you to zone out to. And what mm-hmm. I feel like would really get me going, because not all people are the same, is that like, you know, there's like a drum beat or there's like a... There's like a something and like the the hands are going at the same time as the music. Oh, okay. And like that would be so like a choreographed massage. Yeah. Well, because, OK, <laughs> here's here's like another weird thing I was thinking about last night was watching the Democratic National Convention. And at the end, yeah. they were doing fireworks. And the persons that I was watching it with all kind of said like, wow, these are really great fireworks. And in my head, all I could think is this ain't got nothing on Disney. Because those are like choreographed to like music and story. And I'm like having some feelings. Now, for anyone who doesn't know me personally, I'm just going to tell you, it does not matter. I'm crying with fireworks. I love them. Mm. I love them so much. I I don't care that they're loud. I kind of like the way that they smell. I don't mind any of the smoke. I think they're beautiful and I love them. So this mm-hmm. was a super, super, super nitpick. Like last night watching these fireworks uh-huh. on TV and being like, mm, I don't know, mediocre. <laughs> well, okay. I think that my opinion on fireworks is going to change. My my dog Daisy does not deal well with them oh. uh, to a very extreme level. And not that I in any way... I'm looking forward to the day when she is no longer with us. And she is, you know, 11 going on 12. And that is pretty old for a dog. Not that she, not that you'd be able to tell by looking at her, except for her white, her white faces. She's got a frosty so she's face. Getting, she's getting gray. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah, I think that when that is not on my mind, every single firework occasion, it's going to be different. And you know, my kid is three, and when she gets a little bit older, we're going to start to be able to, like, take her to things where there's firework displays, and I know that that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Or she's going to be terrified of it. Her ears were burning. Okay, you were talking about the choreographed massages, musical yeah. massages. So I just think that would be, like, for a different for a different person who who... I don't know, different, it's, okay, here's what it's kind of like. Mm-hmm. Some people, after intimate relations. Intimate relations. Fall asleep. Uh-huh. And some people are like, zing, I am awake now. <laughs> it's kind of like that a little. Like, some people really do want to, like, mush brain, not think or focus or anything and sometimes I find myself yapping all through a massage because I'm like, <laughs> I want to engage with this person who's experiencing this thing with me. Well, just like the musical massage uh, is so very specific to non-COVID times, yes. I also have a few that could not work during these COVID times in which we are living. So I have two that are a little similar uh, in that they are both uh, restaurant themes or I guess like concepts. Okay. So one of them is a themed restaurant where the theme 
is fancy restaurant. So <laughs> I love it already. Like, <laughs> so I don't uh I feel like theme restaurants have like fallen out of favor since like the 90s. That was a very 90s thing. Totally. Yeah. So I think that it's time once we are uh, able to come back into restaurants once there's a vaccine and so on and so forth. Uh, it will be great to have a restaurant where people could come in. People are wearing tuxedos. Maybe the place is even called Garçon or like something like that. Nice. And and it like you know it's like very hoity toity, like over the top hoity toity. And the food can be whatever the food needs to be but like the idea is just like oh well we look at this fancy plate the candles on the tables there's these look at these beautiful napkins but like you know it's maybe you'll go come out of there for like two people spending like 50 bucks i like it yeah i like there's it no need to spend a ton of money on i don't know a presentation I want to roll into my next idea off of that because they are tied into each other. So this concept is a restaurant where you pay based on how much you enjoyed yourself. So, and this is not to, I don't know, uh, cancel people out of an experience or price people out of an experience, but I... I th- I feel like a lot of times I will go out to dinner with somebody, not lately, but go out to dinner with somebody and they will get something that costs a lot more than what I get, but I am sure that I enjoyed myself and enjoyed my meal just as much as they enjoyed their meal. So I'm totally okay with just like going split skis on the check. So... I think that that should be, uh, there, and I'm sure there's some sort of metric that can be used to make this like work out and be equitable, but like, and, and it's not to say that like you had the best experience of your life. You're gonna pay ten thousand dollars. It's not like that type of situation. I mean, but, if you got it and you want to, it, yeah, sure, I, I suppose so, and. I don't know. Certainly there would be a lot of problems, but that's not for us to work out. No. Because we're never going to do it. No. But I like it. Thank you. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, yeah, those are my my uh, restaurant concepts. I had an idea that would be sort of workable. I think it would work... Again, not to be exclusive, like exclusionary. Is that is that what I would say? Ex- yeah, sure. Mm. Exclusionary. That's better. Yeah. It's the same word, but I didn't say it with a. You sh- said it with confidence, right? Um, just because I wouldn't want. Well, look, there's a million ways that a million things can go sour. So I'm just mm-hmm. gonna say it. It's like a drive-in movie. But it's farther away than cars would be. And Uh it's a rentable fire pit. So you show up and somebody has already gotten the wood for you. 
and they've already got like kindling and that kind of stuff so you can feed the fire the way that you want and they've already wiped down the chairs that you're going to sit in mm-hmm. and it's like super micro short camping where mm. you're not really going to pitch a tent. You're not really going to cook food. You're probably not even going to do s'mores. It's just... You get the feel of the experience. You're around the campfire. You're listening to the wood crackle. You tell stories. You get to smell the wood. You tell the stories. You put your phone away. Mm-hmm. And you just have that outdoor experience. And then when it gets too dark and the mosquitoes start coming for you... And they will. And they will. It's like, hey, check please. And you're done, and someone else is going to make sure that the fire is safely extinguished right, yeah. and wipes down the chairs again for you. And that's like ultimate glamping. Well, <laughs> but it's not really because the only thing no. you're doing is ha- sitting around a fire. Right. Yeah, it's just part of the experience. It's part of the experience, yeah. So yeah. that that I feel like would really... Like, as long as you could trust that it's, like, four people tops mm-hmm. and those chairs are spaced out or um, someone else's fire or pit logs. crowd isn't going to be close, too close to your fire pit right. crowd. And, you know, nobody's going to be playing loud music that you then have to listen to because you can hear it. Like, you, mm-hmm. you, you still can hear the crackle of the fire pit. So, yeah, I don't know who's going to enforce these rules. I don't know where you would do is this. It, but Is it BYO acoustic guitar? <laughs> yes. <laughs> For health reasons? For health reasons. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. I like it. That could totally work in these in these troubling times that we're in. It just seems like delightful and Right. You you could drive your car to a lot and then mm-hmm. walk to your specific area. I don't know how this would because there'd well, be the same people on the same paths. Like, where would you go to the bathroom? It was just an idea. Well, Look, okay, I'm not here so, to work it out. All right. So my my day job is working um, as the media producer for the Portland Art Museum. And now more than ever, also the Northwest Film Center. Uh, And it's funny that you mentioned drive-in cinema because this is where I was last night. Taking photos of a drive-in cinema that, you know, the Northwest Film Center put together. So there are very strict rules, especially compared to other drive-in theaters that are going on around town where it's like you must stay in your car. You can't like set up a chair outside of your car. Like you have to stay in. There are porta potties that are regularly being cleaned and there are like pathways to get to them. And I know that also in like different states the situation is different. So mm-hmm. I think that in New York it's still a little bit tighter than it is here in Oregon. Although so, we're doing a sweet job. I'm sure. It's just hard. Sure. Yeah. It's just, I think, a little bit more complicated, especially if you're in, you know, Manhattan or even right. Brooklyn, probably, but or Queens. So anyway, I think that uh, it's totally doable and there are definitely safe ways to do it as long as you have a big enough space. Yeah. And it's, I think, a really nice solution to like finding something to do 
having if having an experience. Yeah, I think right we all now, crave because that. I definitely do. Me too. And uh, I I know it's a little bit harder because I have a three year old, and it's not like I can just like go out and get a babysitter because it's just like that's just not happening right, right. now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And and even like the drive-in theater situation, it's like I could go by myself but that's not fun right yeah i don't know so anyway yeah i think it's a cool idea i like it thanks you're welcome (laughs) i think i only have like two more ideas and they're not related there's no good segue uh i have one more aside from the thing that you challenged me to okay So then I should go so that we can go back and forth. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so I'm going to start with the idea then that wasn't mine. Wasn't yours? No, it was my mother-in-law's. And she did not want to call in or email. um, Or maybe she did, but she forgot. I don't know. I just am putting putting (laughs) feelings and words out into the universe. Does she listen to the show? I I know that Mare does. Hi, Mare. <laughs> hey, has Mare seen any, come across any new carcasses lately? No. <laughs> side side story for our listeners. Not to our knowledge. Yeah, not to our knowledge. Side story for the listeners. My mother found a deceased, a beautiful butterfly on yeah. a dog walk and brought it home and put it on like chicken wire. That was I did not know that she relocated yes, yes. the butterfly carcass. Yes. So oh she boy. found it on a dog walk, gently relocated it to her backyard, and then put it on in this chicken wire thing that's to protect the the garden flowers from mm-hmm. like rabbits or whatever's gonna eat the flowers. Um, just as decoration, <laughs> and took a picture and was like, hey. I found this carcass, <laughs> which, again, you could have said, I found this butterfly, but yeah. instead, those were not the words that she used, and, <laughs> and I, had a, I had a good chuckle. Um. <laughs> well, we're talking about it today, all, all these weeks, days later, whatever. Yes. So, anyway, hi, Mare, hey, and Mare. also, hi, Chris's mom, I don't know your name. Marie. If you are, Marie? Mm-hmm. Hi, Marie. Thank you for listening, if you are. So her idea, which I got to say, is something that I didn't think about until I became transitional in my housing, Mm -hmm. because we are staying at their house at this moment until we close on our Mm -hmm. house. And we've been going on some dog walks together. Nice. And hey, in the big city... When you go on a dog walk and your dog needs to relieve themselves and you have a poop bag and you pick mm-hmm. it up and you tie a little knot in the top of it and you walk to the corner, you throw it in the trash can. You know what there's not so much of in suburban anywhere? Yeah, trash cans. A bunch cans. of trash cans on yeah. corners. So you might be carrying that for the duration of your walk, which may or may not be upwards of an hour. Yeah. Because in the city... 
I find or have found with my doggo that he could walk for an hour in the morning. He could walk for 10 minutes in the afternoon. Like we we could go on at the and we did at the beginning of quarantine because there was nothing to do. Mm -hmm. Maybe 10 dog walks a day just because it was like, well, I guess I'm going to take the dog for a walk because there's nothing else to do. (laughs) And I think he at first was like, cool, man, tons of walks. And then was like, I'm about to die. I'm so tired. Um, And then it got really hot. And then it got too hot. But I think that might have been before you moved out. Yeah. 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 So then he was a lazy bones again. But the idea part, it's called fashionables. Okay. Uh, And it's a compartment or belt or um, maybe tiny sling messenger bag of some kind. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, no bigger than the size of what your dog might poop in. Okay. Um, So that it's not just those like plastic or mesh um, poop bag holders, holders, but also... To discreetly put mm. after use so that it doesn't look like you're just carrying a little sack of poop yeah, around. I like it. So, fashionables. Fashionables. So, it's like a fashiony little bag that nobody needs to know isn't, you know, just a coin purse. And it's got the word shit hidden in there. Yes. And that's fun. And that's fun. Everybody likes a fun little swear word mm-hmm. from time to time. Uh, yeah. I So... In Portland, where I live, I am in, I'm not like in like downtown, but I'm not in like the Burbsy areas. So I know that there's a corner store right by me where during the hours in which they are open, there is a trash can out there. Across the street from there, there is a uh, a building that has like public trash cans outside there. If for some reason we don't want to walk in that direction, there's a bank nearby and right by the ATM, there's a trash can. Uh, so... It's always like this the strategy of like which path to walk down in mm-hmm. order to hit the trash cans, knowing my dog's biology and like right. the rate at which she shits. Mm-hmm. I know like, well, if it happens after I pass this, then and there's this one over here. And yeah, it's uh, if if we were still in the burbs or, you know, I, I totally get it where there's not the trash cans unless it's like trash day and people have their trash cans on the right. corner um right. and that is the only situation in which i'll put it in somebody's personal trash can is if it is at the curb right if it is on the other side of the sidewalk off limits yeah but if it is on the street side of the sidewalk on limits right and then i mean there's like my solution is just what after after my dog roland has done his business instead mm-hmm. of tying the knot just in the plastic bag, I tie the knot around the like handle oh. of the mm-hmm. of the leash, and then when it comes time for me to throw it away after the walk, I like untie it and then retie it and put it in the the garbage near my house. But Marie's point was, but then you're carrying a bag of poop, and I said yes, but if it's in the fashionables, you're still carrying mm-hmm. a bag of poop, and she goes yes, but nobody sees it. <laughs> Well, here's here's my thing also. I almost prefer for people to see that I'm holding the bag. Yeah. So that they know that I'm a responsible dog walker. Yes. I was also going to say, and it's just because I'm such a Parks and Rec fan, 
Do you uh-huh. remember the episode where they were they had to go to the park because teens were taking poop bags out of the trash and then like uh-huh. having poop bag yeah. wars? Yes. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I always kind of like it in my hand, too, because I I'm a tiny woman and sometimes walking through the world alone at nighttime can be scary. Yeah. And that poop bag is my weapon. Yeah. I will hit you with feces. That's if right. You get too close to me. Yes. Totally. Totally. <laughs> uh my final idea before our challenge ideas uh has nothing to do with dogs or poop. I'm sorry to say it. Bummer. But I would like and it's possible that these exist and certainly you can do this on your own, but if I like if I was like reading a book and I like to read biographies or Same. autobiographies and I find people fascinating. What are, what are you going to do? You know? So I think that it would be really clever to add a certain, like, as you're going through a book, it'll, like, say, put the book down, watch, if it's an actor, watch this movie they're in. If it's a musician, listen to this song, yeah. listen to this album, like, giving you homework from your book, like, something, another piece of media to consume or like or if they're a painter look at this picture look at this yeah exactly if you can't print it in the thing yourself but for or it's like if you can if it's within your means go to new york moma and this piece is in their permanent collection it's always on view yeah like something like that or uh you know, some some sort of like extra thing. And then it's like after that, then come back and pick up from here because you will then get a much, you know, deeper meaning from this next passage or something like I that. I really love that. It's it would make a reading a book take like years. Well, but that's okay. You don't have to do it. It doesn't have to be that intense. It could be like go to your freezer and get an ice cube. And see how long you can hold that ice cube in your closed <laughs> fist. That's the feeling. I like. Oh, I like that. Like but like, I also like ones where like it could it could really lead you on an on an adventure. Yeah. Where it'd just be like go to Morocco and like feel. I don't know the way that it you know the street feels on your bare feet. Like that's a very specific thing, Eat this which is a little harder dish. than holding an ice cube. Or like go <laughs> cook this, this go cook this side dish and eat it, and and take in all of the the smells and the sounds mm-hmm. in the kitchen, and and oh, okay. Side side story about this: I recently subscribed to this um, subscription box of Mm -hmm. vegetables that are like too ugly for the store to want them imperfect produce it's called misfits market interesting so is that a regional situation i think so so ahagi bindi coupon code that's right put in the code ahagi bindi when you sign up for your misfits market and um if they tell you that it doesn't work call them and tell them that that's really odd does does anybody who listens know that Louise and I refer to the show as Ihagi Bendy because that's the <laughs> acronym of I have a great idea, but I'll never Good do thing it. to point out. <laughs> I don't think we've ever we called haven't. it that on the show before. We haven't. I have a great idea, but I'll never do it. Ihagi Bendy. Ihagi Bendy. Um, but yeah, getting this subscription box, sometimes I get a vegetable and I'm like, what even is this? Uh-huh. And so that's really cool because I have found that I really, really enjoy certain things that mm-hmm. I have ordered at a restaurant 
in something else and then not known what it looked like just in the raw. And okay. so like, it's really cool. And if, if you're reading the book, say, and they're like, go ahead and make this recipe. You have to then maybe Google or YouTube, like, how do I mm-hmm. even cut this vegetable? Like Ugh. stuff like that. Yeah. But that would make yeah. the experience of the autobiography or biography, like you're, mm-hmm. like you said, so much richer. Yeah. Ooh, I like Read it. Read this other book <laughs> while you're reading this book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's what I got for that one. I love it. All right. So you have one more before we go to our challenge ones. I do. And this is um, probably a super specific one to me, but I think it could be cool. Okay. It is. A faucet brush snake. Hear me out. You know how at some sinks, there's that little sprayer that pulls out Mm -hmm. on a hose? It's like that. But instead of it being a hose, it's just a retractable anything. And there's a tiny brush because I have noticed in, again, my transitional housing situation, that I will have a portable water container Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, where's my tiny brush that cleans my reusable straws? Uh-huh. Where did I put that? Did I pack that, pack that? What can I do? But if you happen to have, you could just draw or draw, drill a little pencil sized mm-hmm. hole yeah. next to your sprayer, next to your faucet. If you own your home, obviously you can't do it if you rent. But it like you pull it out, you clean your straw, you rinse it off, and then it retracts back in, staying upright mm-hmm. so that it's still sanitary and then dries rather than having to set it down on something. Right. I was just like, it's always there. It's always yeah. ready. I I use a lot of beverage devices. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Whether it's for coffee or water some of them have different spouts and different little cracks and crannies and yeah which just beg to have liquid trapped in them yes and if it is coffee then it is staining Mm -hmm. if it is sugary it could possibly grow different kind of mold or fungus yeah Mm -hmm. but if you had a little like ready-made retractable faucet brush snake yeah it could be cool i agree i like it (laughs) <laughs> very cool are you feeling are, how are you feeling about the home experience are you just itching to get into your new place you know it's it's really weird because i feel uh well we, we've been delayed and and mm-hmm. when i say we it's not really it's the sellers and when i say the sellers it's not um there was a tropical storm and it knocked out power in the town mm. that I am moving to mm-hmm. for about four days. Whoa. So they had, they, they our sellers are moving into a new house that they're mm-hmm. renovating. And they purchased this house in the winter and started construction on the renovation. And then March happened and COVID yeah. shut everything down. So then not only could people not go into their house to do the construction, but then all the municipal offices were closed and they couldn't get permits to do the work. So so that's interesting. And and I guess this is just a difference between how states differ in the way that they're operating, because 
here, uh, construction is an essential service, and that never stopped. It only became so in New York um, in phase two or three. It was it was definitely gotcha. like Memorial Day before stuff like that could oh, resume. Okay, yeah, um, and so then they were you know got the permits. Went back to construction, tropical mm-hmm. storm. Now, the home that I am moving into has a generator. So the sellers were still in my uh-huh. house to be and totally fine. But the house that they are moving into, no generator. Oh, so when the power was out, construction workers were like, well, you know, we can paint, but we can't yeah. do anything else that requires electricity. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, Clearly, you know, they're not yanking us around or anything like that, because I'm sure they're probably thinking, when can we get into our house? Mm-hmm. Um, cool that you have a generator at your new place. I know. My uh, my parents got one after some sort of weather event that shut out, shut down the power in their in, in their town. And um, because my father would not be able to exist without. His sweet, sweet electricity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's interesting. Like, I, I feel like I wasn't jonesing very mm-hmm. hard to get into my new place um, until I got delayed 30 days. Uh-huh. And now I just keep watching the days tick by and think, man, I could have been in a house. Um, uh-huh. I also had a severe, like, mourning period. Mm. where I was like, I don't want to leave New York City. I love my apartment. I love my neighborhood. Um, Yeah. But I have been getting very excited about really silly things. Side story, if you'll permit me. Go on. Uh, I took the dog for a walk. Um, What'd you do with the poop? What's that? What'd you do with the poop? I tied it on the leash. Uh, Got it. And he, he went, we went to a middle school there's no school. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's summer and second of all, it's COVID. But um, mm-hmm. we went to a school, a middle school, and he like Lion King style likes to sit by the soccer field and <laughs> like s- Lion King survey all the light that touches is yours. Look at the soccer field. There's nobody there. He just likes to sit there and look <laughs> at it. And I'm happy to sit there with him. So it's become his new favorite thing to do. And if I try to bypass that part of the walk where he sits and looks at his property, um, he he puts on the brakes and we call it a row mm. test because it's like a protest. But his name is Roland. And so the other day it had rained, I think, I don't know, somewhere between like three and six in the morning. Okay. So I took him on this walk and I was like, uh, the ground is kind of wet though. Yeah. And I don't want to sit here in the grass with you. But there's this like tree right here and it looks like the root is a little bit coming out of the mm. ground. And I was like, that root looks pretty dry. I'm going to sit on that. So mm. we sit there for about 25 minutes. And I. 25 minutes? I am very generous with my dog. Wow. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast and I was like sort of looking at the sky. I don't know what I was doing. Um, I go to get up and I can't because there oh, is so much sap that has seeped through my Lululemons and is now oh like sealed my buttocks 
to this tree root that then I have to get a stick and I start like picking the Luan off of the root with this stick. And I start having this like miniature panic attack about what happens if the stick makes a big hole in my stretchy oh my pants goodness. and I have to walk the rest of this dog walk with a baboon butt sticking out. And <laughs> so I, uh, you know, eventually release myself from this tree root uh-huh. only to like touch to see how much sap is actually there substantial (laughs) amount of sap so i get back to the in-laws and i'm like you guys i gotta google how to get this out of pants because these are not you know ten dollar pants like pants i bought at target these are these are i also didn't pay for them because i used to work at a fitness studio and i got them for free Mm -hmm. but um they're primo pants and I want to keep them after this experience. So I start Googling. Turns out you can remove sap from clothing very carefully with rubbing alcohol, mm-hmm. peanut butter, WD 40. Okay. So I go through this whole rigmarole and I'm trying to use like rubbing alcohol and it's a process. I'm using a spoon to scrape off the extra sap. I'm like spraying it and rubbing it and spraying it and rubbing it. Then after you think you've removed all of the sap, you have to let it sit in in like a sink full of Dawn, essentially, for like an hour or two and then dry it and repeat because... Mm. Chances are you did not get all the sap out because of the nature of sap. So I had to do this process twice. And then after you think you've gotten all the sap out after the process at least two times, then you may launder as usual, but don't put it in the dryer. Then you have to air dry it. Anyway, to get it full circle, I just kept thinking, wow, if this happened to me in my apartment, these pants would be in the trash. I would not oh, yeah. be able to do this. But at a house, you need a setup with like a with like a first of all space mm-hmm. for me to do this experiment. But then also like a washer. Yeah. Just like a simple thing that I think people my age are like, uh, yeah, duh, washer and dryer. But when you live in yeah. the city and and you rent and you don't have that in your unit, you're like. Oh my gosh, my life is about to change. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or like we have a grill. We're going to have a grill now. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a college friend and I was like, "Mark, do you know the last time I had a grill? When I lived with my mom in high school." Yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. Mhm. I'm just so excited. And at the in-laws, yeah, we've been doing a lot exciting. of um like grilling of summer squash and zucchini and mm. eggplants and um. Yeah, grilling is just. Uh, I love it. <laughs> so, I'm very excited for you. Yeah, genuinely, I'm getting excited. Dining room chairs, washer and dryer, grill. It's all happening. It's all happening. So challenges. You challenged me to blankets. Yes. Nothing else. Just the word blankets. Mm-hmm. So, the situation that I have with blankets, I really only use a blanket when it comes to sleeping. Mm -hmm. And my wife and I have come to realize that we are 
we no longer live the lie that one blanket is right for two people. Okay. We each have our own identical blanket. It is from the company Parachute. It is great in all temperatures and it looks nice and we each have a we each have a queen size one for ourselves. And that's what works for us. And anybody else who is thinking of doing it, do it. It's great. <laughs> it's a game changer. Liberating. It really is. It really is. So for those of you who prefer to just have the one, which is totally fine, but I think that there's always, either way, there's going to be a situation in which you're going to be like, ugh, gotta make the bed. And this is a one or two blanket situation. But what would make it easier for a one blanket situation is what I'm calling the Yanket blanket, which is a little roll at the foot of the bed that you, you kind of do a little tug, like kind of like those shades for windows. Do a little tug and it goes and it retracts itself into a little thing. And then you just make sure that whatever you have on the underneath, like that goes under you, is presentable in the way that you want it to be. But the blanket's out of there. I out love it. Yank it blanket. Yeah. The name came first, I'll be honest. It's gold. <laughs> Pure gold. I did it Louise style this time. Yeah. I like it. What did I challenge you to? You challenged me to the concept <laughs> of working from home. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And what I came up with they're just two things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Only two this time. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it's like the concept or just that was my springboard. Mm -hmm. But one of them is called a pop up fish. Okay. And it's like a pop up tent or a bubble mm -hmm. that the front of it and the overhead of it is uh, transparent. So you can like let mm -hmm. natural light in and you can see what the world around you is. But the sides are opaque so that you mm. uh, limit your peripherals so that you have to focus. And the back behind you is green screen. Oh. <laughs> so that you can change what your environment looks like from day to day. You sure. can um, add soundproofing panels to the floor or the sides that you just like hang up. Think like yoga mm -hmm. mat material, maybe something yeah. lighter. Probably and I if it's a pop-up. Easy to integrate like a nice big soft LED light. Yes. Yeah. And uh it's its own hot spot. So if you need to be, you know, if you're like, I'm gonna go in the backyard. Oh. Or if you're like, I'm actually gonna be at this lake house, you know, socially distanced and safely secluded. Um, but my family's going to be canoeing and whatever, but I have to, um, work. Y you're your own place. So it's, mm -hmm. it's not like, oh man, the Wi-Fi at this cabin on this beautiful lake is mm -hmm. crappy. Um, so you have like your own, you know, connectivity set up. Um, mm -hmm. and what else did I say about it? Yeah, you could do it anywhere. Natural light. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I like it. It's a pop 
pop-up fist. A pop-up fist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The second idea I had about the concept mm-hmm. of working from home is a self-imposed commute. Okay. And it's just to make you feel a little more normal in these non-normal times. And mm-hmm. even if it's just like a brisk walk, uh, you know, twice around your block with a travel mm-hmm. mug of coffee, um, that might be enough to sort of put you... I don't know how you're working from home. Just shift gears a little bit. Yeah, because uh, you can't necessarily. It's it's difficult when you live in an apartment. First of all, I'll say that mm-hmm. for the per- first part of quarantine, it, because you can't divide out like this is my living space, this is my working right. space. If you have a home and you have a home office, it's a little bit easier for for you to do that. But I was listening I'm to not a, in that situation. Yeah. I was also listening to a podcast and somebody had said it's a little less work from home and it's a more live at work because the hours bleed together. Your Mm -hmm. productivity is different. There's different kinds of distractions. Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, currently my situation is that my like desk area is along the same wall and it's like. I don't know, four feet away from the TV. So if I'm watching TV, I can see my computer like with emails waiting for me to read them and stuff. Yes. So there's no way to detach. Uh, Part of our remodel is actually creating a better working from home situation because, well, for my wife, I know that she's her office isn't even letting them back until 2022. Two maybe yeah and, same with my and for me it's kind of a situation where it's just like if you can work at home do it as much as you can and yep. come in if you need to but try and stay at home and it's like that just might be the new way it's done right right so yeah a commute even just to get your blood flowing because another mm-hmm. sort of and i guess it's not really like an issue i mean it is an issue let's just call a spade a spade we're not built to sit in a chair for eight hours. We're, no. we're just not. Um, people who look at computer screens every day for their jobs sometimes will have um, like eye breaks. Yeah. So they like can't look at a screen anymore. It's so much harder when you can't just, you know, walk to uh, the other corner of the office where the bathroom is or walk to the water cooler or right. you need to pick up this thing that the, is on the printer and that's 20 feet away. Like in a work from home situation, everything is so close to you, whether you're in your own home office or not. So like a, a self-imposed commute, just like yeah, at I the like beginning that. of the day to get you going and then at the end of the day to bring you back home. Mm-hmm. Um, I dig it. I dig yeah, it. Yeah, that was my that was my idea. I dig it. So for the next episode, mm-hmm. Louise, I challenge you to something that I don't think has ever come up on this podcast before. Okay. Video games. Whoa! Have we ever, even off the podcast, talked about video games? Once. I don't... Once? Yes, and I'll tell you where when we were, when we were and where we were, but it was once. Uh, we were driving in a vehicle. Uh-huh. You were driving. I was the passenger. Okay. And I don't remember what we were talking about or why, but I could not find a name that I needed. So I said the Plumbing Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember this. That is so funny. So that is the, the one time brothers. <laughs> that we talked about anything related to video games. I can't games. believe you remember, because that has to have been, uh, geez, 2013. Like at least 
I was going to say seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I was going to say at least seven years ago. Mm-hmm. 2013. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Video games. Video games. Wow. Okay. Your challenge uh-huh. for next time, and it's going to be a choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. Socks. Sockets. Oh. Or both. Socks, sockets, or both. All right. Let me write this down. I am excited. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's good to see uh, you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Louise, is there anything else you wanted to talk about while we were uh, sitting here recording? No. I think uh got it made in the shade. <laughs> Just be careful where you sit. That's in right. That shade. I mean... I'm here to tell you. <laughs> if you are in the market exfoliate. for sap, promo code IHuggyBindi. Exfoliate. I okay. Had to, because there was still residue. Yeah. Something needed to happen. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for hanging out with me. I don't see it happening. <laughs>